0: Good evening everyone I welcome you to tonight's online Bible study and it has been a wonderful time studying the book of Acts of the Apostles and um, as we bring it to a close with tonight's study I pray the Holy Spirit will inspire his word in our hearts will transform us through this study that at the end of this study we will be another epistle to be considered in jesus name amen so um we bring the book of acts of the apostles for the online bible study to a close with this study and we've seen a lot how the holy spirit made use of ordinary men to do extraordinary things, and all these we are documented and recorded in the book of Acts of the Apostles, which I like to call the Acts of the Holy Ghost, the walkings of the Holy Spirit through men. And today we'll be looking at a very vital topic, a topic that is at the core of the life. Of every believer every Christian a topic that helps us to get more from the Almighty God and to be more even right here on earth and we'll be considering the topic I believe God I believe God now this topic this statement was picked from um, one of the scriptures the Chapters of the Acts of the Apostles, one of the closing chapters, and that is Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27, and from verse 25. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27, verse 25. I want you to open your Bibles as you follow along with me. Verse 25 Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be given it shall be even as it was told me i read it again wherefore sirs be of good cheer for i believe god that it shall be even as it was told me praise the lord all right so this um statement of this from this passage is something that you know why studying the book of Acts, it jumped at me, that statement, and it, it, it began to become clear that this statement that is popularly said among believers, I believe God, I believe in God, I believe God, it's so easy to say, so easy to pronounce, it's so easy to claim, but it's difficult to sustain, it's difficult to hold on to it even as you know times and challenges go come our way even as things seem not to go the way we plan even as it looks like what God has promised us is not what we are seeing at the moment it's difficult to hold on to this resolve and say I believe in God Funny enough, believing in God is the bedrock of our Christianity. If we look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, I want you all to open to that passage of the scripture and let's see the concept of believing in God, having faith in God. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and it says, but without faith, Without belief, without trust, it is impossible to please him, and that him is referring to God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So without faith, without believing in God, it's impossible to actually please God. Alright, so it's very difficult for a child of God to live the Christian life, live the life of faith. And that's why it's called the life of faith. Alright, it's a compendium, the faith, there's a difference between having faith and the faith. Okay, but it takes you having faith to be able to keep the faith the faith which is a compendium, the compendium the 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 the, the 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 whole structure of what we believe as christians the old tenets the whole makeup of christianity all right that's referred to as the faith all right but it takes faith to be able to hold on to the faith it takes believing in god to be able to hold on to the faith now there are some key things i want to open our eyes to just in a way of admonition this night is just gonna be a form of admonition some key things I want us to understand even with this concept of uh, believing in God right you see that statement in the book of Acts of the Apostles where this topic was coined from was Paul he was arrested in Jerusalem and he was going to be to have his defense in Rome because he pleaded to um, to be heard, to be judged by Caesar in Rome. And on his way to Rome, I believe it was orchestrated because uh, I, I believe the plea was a spur from the Holy Spirit. It was initiated by the Holy Spirit because it was a statement that he made and that changed the whole course of his judgment Uh, He was supposed to be judged in Jerusalem, but because he uttered that statement that he he, he pleads to Caesar and so he was asked to go before Caesar to be judged But on his way as a prisoner to Rome in order to be judged uh, by Caesar Paul the apostle was visited by an angel or we we'll rightly say he was visited by God through an angel and he was given the word he was given an assurance he was told some things let's look at um the same books of the, the same book of acts of the apostles chapter 27 Acts of the apostles chapter 27 and we'll back we'll we'll back up a little bit for us to see the whole idea he said from verse 21 but after long abstinence paul stood forth in the midst of them and said says ye should have hearkened unto me not and not have loosed from crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, brother of the sheep. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord. Okay, while the journey began, the angel of the Lord appeared to Paul the Apostle, just to assure him, Knowing that during the course of the journey, there's there's going to be some turbulence. During the course of the journey, there was going to be some kind of, uh, you you know, rough sailing. But God usually would give us a word. We usually give us something that will hold us through the process. Hold us through the rough ages. the the, the rough patch, hold us through the rough journey, all right? So God will give us that in order for us to hold on to his word and for it to sustain us through the journey. But most times it's difficult for us to even remember the word when the turbulence comes. It's difficult for us to remember the word when trials and temptations come. And so we forget what God has said. And so Paul the Apostle said, For there stood by me this night, he's trying to explain the reason for his, for his calmness, the reason for his confidence. There stood an angel of the Lord by me this night, whom I, said, uh, who, who, I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou shalt be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Alright, and then he says, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. I believe God. Be of good cheer. He spoke to me last night, and I believe him that no matter what comes my way, I believe I will get to that destination where he has, he has destined for me to reach. All right, and so we need to come to that level as children of God, as Christians. We need to come to that level where we trust God to handle the process, even though He has told us the end, because God speaks with the end in mind, in view. He has seen the end. Our our future is is past to Him. He has seen it all, so He knows the end. He called those things that be not as though they were. That's what scripture says. So he speaks of the end, of the future, as if it had already happened. But to him, it had already happened. It has played out already. But to us, it's still a future that is yet to happen. And so when God gives a word, he gives a statement, just like the disciples in the book of Mark, all right? In the book of Mark, chapter 4, verse 39, he says, Jesus Christ told the disciples let's move over to the other side and then as they were moving on the boats the turbulence came the waves came the sea began to become boisterous the road was no longer smooth and then the disciples began to be afraid why Jesus was resting because he had given the word and I'm sure he, he 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 believed God, Jesus Christ. He be, he had that confidence in God that my ministry is not done. It's not on record that I'm going to die on the sea. I can't die on the sea. I'm to die on the cross. And then there is a plan for 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 us over at the other side. There is a madman in Gadara that we have to you know deliver from the legions of devils. And so it can be that I will perish. On the sea. And that is what, that, that, that's the confidence that Jesus expected the disciples to also have. And that's why when they went to him we, in panic and in fear and said, Master, care thou not that we perish, he rebuked the sea and he told them, made a statement to them, he said, O ye of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? Why did you doubt? did you doubt the statement that was made i told you let's move over to the other side why did you doubt that we'll get to the other side and thank god paul the apostle was not like this he believed because he was told that he would definitely get to his destination and so anything coming in between the process during the process of getting to that destination was just something that would eventually still lead him to that a glorious destiny and that's because Jesus uh, the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God all things good things bad things they all work together for good it's funny but that's a fact all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose So, if according to his purpose, he has destined that you reach a particular destination, then everything will work together for your good. Amen. And so, that is the essence of believing in God because if you don't you begin if you look read through that scripture verse uh, chapter 27 uh, time will not permit me to read through but if you read through it you see a lot of you know things they, they, they 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 encountered which they were not supposed to encounter but because they did not uh you know they had no faith they had no faith they doubted and so they lost a lot of their goods, the sheep got you know wrecked, got destroyed. And from the beginning, Paul, by the perception of the Holy Spirit, of his spirit, told them, warned them against the path they were going to take to Rome. But but they, they, they decided to rest on the wisdom of men you see believing god is not for illiterates only so because some people think that when you when you are going around saying that- saying i believe in god i'm trusting god i'm depending on god and people are asking you what's the next step and you, and you say yes i believe i'm going to achieve this i believe i'm going to get this now uh, it's, 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 this is not a message trying to encourage you know being laid back and being lazy and, and not doing anything no no no. if you even read the scripture paul the apostle says he believed god it. we must be cast upon a certain island there are some things there are some parts uh, roles we have to play there are some uh, you know things we have to do faith without work is dead there are some steps we have, to, we have to take in order to get to our destination but the point is you have to believe that that there's indeed a destination you have to believe that you are getting to that destination just because God has said so. You don't need any extra backup. You don't need any other thing to, comp- to, 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 to support the notion. Once God has spoken and you are sure it's God that spoke, then you believe the totality of his word. You don't rely on man's wisdom. If you look at um, uh, verse 10, from verse 10 chapter 27 verse 10 it said um, and said unto them says that's Paul speaking says I perceive that this voyage will be with hearts and much damage not only of the laden and sheep but also of our lives and so he gave them an advice but 11 verse 11 says nevertheless the centurion the Bible says the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. So he, he went along with the wisdom of man. He believed the master of the ship, the one that understands the the, 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 the navigation, the, understands, the compass that has been experienced in sailing. All right. But most times when it comes to the voice of god when it comes to god god of course is the master of the whole universe okay he knows more than any sailor all right but it looks foolish sometimes when you when you give advice when you speak out the word of the lord it looks foolish but the voice of god the word of god believing in god is not just for it's not for illiterate and we all know that Paul the apostle is not an illiterate he's a master of the law a pharisee is is very he, he was very learned right but yet he held on to what he, he, the lord spoke to him he held on to his perception he understood the leading of the almighty god and, and he gave his counsel based on his perception by the spirit but unfortunately it was not taken okay. so that's a lesson Your faith, your belief should not stand in the wisdom of men, but you should rest on God. You you should believe totally on God. All right? And then you train yourself to believe God. When you train yourself to believe God, you have peace. You have rest. You have joy. In verse 31, the Bible says, verse 31, Paul said to the centurion, and the soldiers except these abide in the sheep, ye cannot be saved such confidence because the lord spoke such trusts simply because the lord spoke to him the lord gave him some some form of assurance belief in the word in, in his word in the word of god okay so train yourself to believe in god you have peace train yourself to believe in God, you have rest, true rest, peace of mind, that peace that passes all understanding, that the world cannot understand, that the world cannot perceive, that joy that, that, that is from within, that is not dependent on circumstance, because you believe in God. And then for you to believe in God, how do you believe in God? For To believe in God, you must first know God. I mean, it sounds strange that uh, as a Christian, what do you mean? Believe in God, you know God. Yes, uh, it, it's it's easy, easier to, to claim we know God, but most of the times we do not know him experientially. We just know him based on head knowledge. But how many of us have this experiential fellowship, with, experiential knowing of God? Paul the Apostle knew God because right from the encounter he had on his way to Damascus, he has had several encounters with God. He has been through thick and thin for the sake of the gospel. So he couldn't have done that without being sure. He said, Paul the Apostle said, I know who I believe and I am persuaded. I know who I believed and I'm persuaded. So we should know God Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, uh, verse 6. Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. It says, without faith it's impossible to please God. For whoever comes to God must believe that He is. That He is. He is the Alpha Omega. He is the great provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. Is the Almighty God. Believe He is whatever you, 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 you are expecting, whatever you, you are trusting Him for. Believe He is that thing. He is your Father. He is the Savior. Believe He is. And He's the rewarder of them that they Egy- again. And how do you know Him? You know Him through the Word, the written word of God. The Holy Spirit did not leave us in the dark. He wrote down the 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 the, the, the scriptures. He, he inspired the scriptures, so invariably wrote down the scriptures so that we can believe. The Bible says all scriptures is given for 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 correction for doctrine, so that the man of God may be established. All scriptures is inspired by the Holy Spirit, for correction for doctrine. No prophecies of private you know, interpretation that's what the Bible says for only men speak as they were given utterance and so all these things are documented so that you can know God from the Old Testament down to the New Testament to the Acts of the Apostles these things are documented so that you can know so how much of God do you know how well do you study your Bible to know God because when you know him then there is this belief that comes from within if i tell you if i give you an assurance if you, if if you don't even you know me to be a billionaire if someone like elon musk someone like jeff bezos dangote if these very wealthy people should give you an assurance then don't worry uh, tomorrow i will send you a millionaire there is this there, there is this belief you you go you 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 go happy joyful, you go having rest of mind because you know them you know their capacity you know their capability you know that one millionaire to these people is nothing it's just chicken change. So you believe there's this inner inner belief you have that to come tomorrow you will get your one millionaire. But if you if if someone else who you are not sure of you know maybe myself i, I promise you a million you will you may struggle to believe because you do not know me you don't know my bank accounts you don't know my capabilities you don't know how well you don't know even if i have the money you don't know how whether i'm stingy or i'm i'm a philanthropist or, you know you don't know anything so you have to ask people about me for you to have that rest of mind and by the time you ask people about me and they're telling you, ah, that man is a philanthropist. Wow. That, if he promises you any amount, just go and rest. You know, he will give you. He will definitely give you even beyond it. You know, that builds up a kind of confidence in you that you are going to get your money. The same thing with God. If you do not know him, when he gives promises, when he, when he gives his revealed word, you will doubt, you, you will not be sure. You will waver. And the Bible says, let not that man think he shall receive anything. So for you to know, you must know him first. For you to believe him, you must know him first. And then after that, you should hear his word. The Bible says, how shall they believe if they've not heard? The written word of God, the revealed word of God, personal revelation, the written word of God, you know, inspired by the scriptures. All these are avenues, you know, the Word of God, where God gives the promises. The Bible says, by these great and precious promises, He has given us so great and precious promises so that we can be partakers of the divine nature. There's a divine nature He wants us to be partakers of, and this can only be possible if we believe the promises He has made available for us this is so profound and after you believe God you know God you share your belief just like Paul did everywhere he went to in the Acts of the Apostles he shared his belief what he knew about God his encounter his experiences his belief and because he shared his belief with those people in the voyage it gave them a kind of rest you see that in verse 33, you know, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 27, verse 33. After he told them to be of good cheer, to be of good comfort, he even advised them to eat because they had been fasting due to the terror of the journey. He had asked them to eat and then when he broke bread and shared it, they were, you know, they were relaxed, they were happy and they ate because he shared his belief with them. What God has said, He he, he made it public to them. He made it open to them. And they believed Him because He made it believable. This is so profound. I close with this chapter of the scripture. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 to 24. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 to 24. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 said. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him who he believed, whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about an hundred years old, neither he had the deadness of serious womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone but it was, that it was imputed to him But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. I pray God will strengthen our hearts to believe in him. God will reveal himself personally to us so that we will believe in him in times of troubles. God will give us that persuasion, that assurance of faith in our hearts. Based on the words he has spoken to us, he may have spoken some words to you in private concerning your destiny, concerning your future. He may have spoken to you through the scriptures concerning what he plans to do with you. And he says, The thoughts I think towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. That expected end is sure. All it takes is just belief during the process. The process may be rough i pray god gives us the grace the strength the stamina to stand through the process to have hope to have faith to have trust not to waver in unbelief so that we'll get we'll be able to handle the promise we'll be able to attain the promise we'll be able to live that fulfillment of life i pray it will give us rest it will give us peace It will give us peace despite the challenges. We will know, we will be assured that all things, good or bad, work together for, for our good. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Thank you and God bless you.